Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another edition of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee here and today we are starting a whole new journey. We are done with 72 seasons and we are moving on to, I'm just going to say it straight out and it's probably not going to surprise you guys, but an EP that I actually consider superior to 72 seasons. I have had a lot more fun, I must say, listening to this record, listening to all four tracks of this EP, 27 minutes worth with change I think. I have had more fun, I'm just being honest with you, as, as a music listener, as a fan, as a so-called Metallica podcaster. Uh, you know, I uh, this is my sort of music that I like, you know, but of course I like Thrash as well, I love Metallica, but just that's how I feel, you know, about Portals, and that's why I'm particularly excited to get into these tracks, and I'm doing this a little lopsided, so I've actually already done the second episode of this one, that's on the Patreon right now. Uh, that is The Gin with John Taylor. We had a great chat about that song. But I've also interviewed quite a big player in the album, you know, up there with uh, with Kirky and, um, and Edwin. The person I'm referring to is Blake Neely, by the way, an absolute gentleman who was kind enough to speak to me all about his work on this track and his relationship with Kirk. And that will be out very soon on the channel. And that is available on the Patreon as well. So, yeah, quick housekeeping. Patreon is there. You can get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show, we've already sort of done all the, well, I booked all the portals, I should say, all four of them. Hopefully there's a portals to come in, hopefully an album or, you know, probably more likely a movie horror soundtrack, which uh, me and Edwin touch on as well. Another little teaser for you there. But um, yeah, if you want to come on and chat to me about Metallica, I need people for the blacklist, basically. Um, I, it's hard to know where exactly I am in terms of the schedule here ahead of time, but essentially the last kind of four or five songs are available so just get in touch with me i've left the spots open metallicapod.gmail.com if you want to hop on and we'll see what we can do there uh where else are we we're on youtube now we're more on youtube than ever because we did used to have a little youtube channel and it was doing quite well i mean you know it wasn't doing anything but it was just there and it was getting views and whatever and tragically the bloody you know my interview with ray burton the one that all these news out outlets reposted on stuff like that which again i'm not sour about losing the views or anything but it's just kind of annoying that it's not there and so basically i'm you know i'm uploading stuff again uh, on a new channel and sort of videos of the past as well that i think are worthwhile or, or you know should i say just kind of audio clips and stuff like that so um so yeah support us on the youtube as well uh, i think that's pretty much everything itunes review would be greatly appreciated spotify like us tell a friend all that sort of good stuff but yeah if you really do want to support and you really love portals hop on the patreon now so let's talk about portals i mean i've established early on that that i am a big fan and you know it kind of came out the blue didn't it like i won't say that i'm you know i've got every rss feed just buzzing waiting for metallica news or stuff but you know it's hard to avoid them but for some reason it wasn't on my radar so i kind of found out this after the fact and portals for those who don't know is the first solo extended play that's an ep by Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett. It was released on April 23rd, 2022. So I'm recording this in August the following year, so a little bit out from it, and that was in Black and Records. And the EP was released digitally as well as on CD and also an exclusive Ocean Blue vinyl pressing for Record Store Day, which is very, very cool. So so, so yeah, this is, this is what Portals is. Portals is Kirk's solo offering. We've heard about all these lost iPhones, and there's no doubt he's a creative genius, of course he is, especially you know, when it comes to like, the solos and that kind of compositional element. But um, yeah, this is the first Metallica solo album. How kind of weird is that? Like, I really appreciate that this has happened because we all know the Jason stuff. And like, it's not to say that there hasn't been dalliances outside of the outside of the confines, you know, outside of the, the village walls. Like, you know, I think Kirk drummed on some, 
De- I've done an episode on it basically where I've gone back and looked at all the appearances of Metallica people on other records. So, you know, there's tons of that. I think I always like to remember James on like a government mule song on some NASA thing. And and Kirk did the um the Spawn movie. So which kind of feels a little bit like it could be on here, you know, but but again, it's a bit it serves a movie, it's more more filmic in, in, in that kind of regard. But yeah, this is um this is the first Metallica solo album. Like, I, if, if Robert did, like, an instrumental EP or something, I would really appreciate that as well. I can't see James and... Like, it, just, it doesn't really make sense for them. Like, what would they... Like, I, I distinctly remember, and again, not to insult James, but um, I am comparing him to Bon Jovi, who I do love as well, actually. Like, the, actually, why am I saying that? There's no insult to James. I've just got this reflex from culture, but the point I'm trying to make is... Bon Jovi is Bon Jovi, right? So it was always weird to me. I think it was called like Destination Anywhere or something, which is a very like late nineties, like you know, uh, AOR. Well, not AOR, but kind of like you know, Stadium. But he's he's in a car, like kind of thing. So, so yeah, that was there. Uh, so I don't understand why James or Lars would pursue that. You you have a feeling that you know them that them and the band are this kind of you know they just have to keep going. And, it, you know, one can't survive out the other. But not to say that Kirk isn't, you know, instrumental <laughs> in the band, but um, this EP is interesting. And I think the reason that I really, really vibe with it, I mean, naturally, is that I'm into instrumental music massively. One of the rare Alpha Metallica episodes that's just me not talking about Metallica at all for like an hour is my top 10 instrumental albums. And I went back and looked at that. It's a really fun episode. I'm really glad I did it. Some of it I like, I, <laughs> I like recorded outside in Oxford late at night, just kind of walking on my phone or whatever. I don't really know why I did that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I looked at that list and it's kind of, you know, there's been a few changes and tinkers and stuff like that. But And again, I'm not saying the CP would necessarily go on there. But what I am saying is that it's it's really kind of a step up for Kirk in a, in a really impressive way. Like, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Kirk's an incredibly recognisable player, even though stylistically, you know, from the sort of spasmodic kill them all to the very heroic kind of ride the lightning master to the the load things that, that that happened out there you know um that bluesy you know if you say so kind of kind of thing there um so 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 yeah but none of none of i don't really see many shades of any of old kirk on this if that makes sense it just feels like it's kind of a stronger archetype it's got a fresh engine you know it's kind of banishing certainly for me any sort of preconceptions solo wise i think he's pretty electrifying throughout this and I think he said himself in interviews, it's all stream of consciousness stuff and stuff like that. And it, it feels that way to me. You know, it kind of occupies that similar space, but in a like in a captivating way, in a natural way, in a, in a way that, that that flows, that you know is 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 mercurial. So, so yeah, um, it's a. We'll just do a little bit of an intro here, and then I'll go into the song itself. Uh, the first song I'm going to tackle on my own, by the way, "Made in the Monster." But going forward. Um, we've got some great guests. I mean, I mentioned before that we had John on for the gin, and yeah, that was a superb episode on Patreon now. And then, uh, you know, the uh, the guy who wrote here's here's, here's a little uh, little taster for you. The guy who wrote the Alf Metallica theme song, very good friend of mine still. We met at university on the first night. Alex Cottrell, gifted musician and composer, uh, he'll be coming on as well uh, for the third track. So yeah, it's going to be cool. Really looking forward to it. A little bit more history on here. Why not? Um, these songs were actually recorded between 2017 and 2020 in multiple locales, ranging from LA to Paris to Oahu. Uh, I definitely, I don't know why I said that so weird there, Oahu. Uh, and Hammer added, quote, This music was created, we want to describe as an audio cinematic approach. They're soundtracks to the movies in your mind. And he also said, They're a collection of gateways to myriad musical and psychic destinations, which, which they completely are. Like, you know, they are, obviously they were... 
I believe this grew out of Kirk having an exhibition and, you know, kind of wanting to explore these horror tendencies, which, you know, has always been there. Like, you, you can think of, like, the early, like, kind of, you know, the sort of Kerrang pinups and stuff like that, like Kirk in his room and, oh, oh man. And isn't that that weird enemy one of Lars, like, eating a, like, silver cake or something? Yeah, we need, I, I need to go back. I need to go back and check that out. So, yeah, Kirk also said that um great rolling stone article by the way great great interview with him um where they can't seem to not want to do a proper delica but they do sort of drag themselves back in the interview that's not to say that it isn't there's lots of portals in there but uh you know it's metallica how can you not but so kirk said doing a solo album was always in the back of my mind it was stuff that was metallica was always stuff at the forefront of my mind the album kind of came together more incidentally and he was also asked which is a good question has he thought about playing portals live and he says, I have no idea. When I think about it, we could play these songs with a chamber orchestra. Theoretically, we could tour these songs. It's only barely an hour, half an hour's worth of music, so we'd have to pad it out and play a cover or something. I don't know, but yeah, it is conceivable that we could take it on tour. Now, let me just say now, S&M 3. Like, Foo Fighters do this, well, they used to do this whole kind of, we're going to do an acoustic set within the electric set, whatever. We're going to sort of take on a new guys. I think Green Day have occupied, you know, similar territories. I, I, I would love a little portals. <laughs> I don't think James could stand it. I wonder what James... I mean, James obviously loves music. Like, I'm sure he does like it, of course. But, uh, yeah, that, that... Okay, that is a little over the top, obviously. But what I'm trying to say is that this could be fantastic. Like, if he were to take this out, this could be really exciting. And they could just throw loads of S&M stuff in there and maybe just more like, uh, you know, Iron Foundry at S&M 2, where it's more like Kirk's just you know, comping basically for the orchestra, which it doesn't really feel like it happens on this too much. That's not a bad thing, but just, yeah, I'd like to see that kind of exchange if they have more room. So um, final interesting thing from the Rolling Stone interview was him being asked about how, you know, people don't actually realize how sick the Ripper actually is. And Kirk says, I play guitar freaking every single day. I'm sitting with one in my lap right now. I could play a whole range of styles, ranging from, ranging from fucking jazz music to bossa nova to blues to classical to fucking poker. Kirk's in his bag right now. I'm fucking pretty adept at a lot of styles, but 90% of our fan base out there only hears me in a Metallica context. So yeah, that is intriguing. He says he realized the EP is a great opportunity to show this side of his playing that a lot of people weren't aware of. And yeah, I mean, you know, he is still in this kind of neoclassical space and this kind of doomy space, but but he is right. Like, there is a huge variety. Like, I do want to hear the polka stuff, though, and the jazz stuff. You know, I mean, the blues and the classical definitely, you know, is kind of riven throughout this. But but still, I mean, he is he's a renaissance. He's a, he's a versatile guy, you know. And he also said, with this album, I really didn't have to worry about playing solos that were catchy or accessible. So a lot of the solo parts are truly 100% stream of consciousness, as we said, rather than we need to make this Metallica sound. I'm really stoked about that because in the future, if I do put something out that's a little bit more radical, it won't be such a surprise to people. And, you know, hopefully this has wet his appetite and I'm sure the dams are going to burst and everyone wants to work with this guy, of course, and he's got an absolute, you know, army of great players on this thing like you know truly exquisite so yeah uh, hopefully we hear more kirk but let's get into it now let's chat about the first song this is the maiden and the monster by kirk hammer and lanny hammer so we begin with a doomy menacing ambience it's, a, it's really like a silence at first you know it has a kind of fud to it. it has a slight pulse you know that deep kind of like a deep rhythmic heartbeat within a bullfrog you know it sort of warbles for a second and, and holds this this menacing, this gloomy, you know, world. And then we get a note out of the darkness, just rising and rising. And then it sort of pulls back into a swirl, kind of like a Dyer's Eve 
backwards, like I'm only sleeping, like, you know, but that's only for a second. That's just like literally kind of moves back in time for a moment and then we build into the trusty arpeggio sequence. But that first part, though, is is just superb, really. It's very unmetallica. Like, I don't think they would be that experimental, which, again, I'm not saying it's like bloody Animal Collective or something, but it's still like, you know, it, it's just, it, it dwells for a fairly long time, which Metallica do, you know, and this song does in a second on the arpeggio. But, again, it's the ornate, soundscapes that are coming through here you know it's the kind of artisanal glaze that's happening that you don't even really notice at the start because it's more like the swirl you know the pale if if any disco elysium fans are out there that sort of thing but um but yeah so we go into this building arpeggio which you know is fairly standard i wouldn't say it's like a you know it's for a different purpose you know but i'd say like in terms of a fade to black or something you know it's kind of it's more it's more there as rigging, you know, as scaffolding. And it's still, you know, enticing in its own right. But that's like so much in this song and in this album. You don't kind of, you're not really meant to grow attached to any riffs or any melodies because they're often getting tweaked and they're often getting harmonized and they're often getting answered. So, you know, I love this delicate balance within the song. Um, but I said trusty before as, you know, the building blocks. And these these are classic for a reason, don't get me wrong. And I really enjoy them in the song. But, you know, we have the bass hitting the drums, you know, the reinterpretations. Um, it, it, it just comes through very, very strongly, actually. And then we have that really nice swooning singing line, that do-do-do-do, you know, as it plays on. And it, it, it builds, but it still has a lot of variance on there. Like, there's a, again, it's kind of hard to talk about this, especially on your own. It's hard to talk about an instrumental song solo. I hope you get what I'm saying here. But the... Yeah, the way the, 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 the notes build and the note choice, do, 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 like the descent there, it doesn't feel too standard in the kind of intervallic nature, if, if that's a word, you know. But where it really becomes interesting for me is as this goes in, the song sort of opens up a little, the do, 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 those huge, like gnarly, monstrous stabs, you know. Uh, Blake nearly its best there, you know, or is that Matilde? I'm not sure on the cello, but the instrumentation throughout it doesn't really matter. Everything's pushing in that direction, you know what I mean? Everything's going over there. And I don't know, it just it just has such a hazy kind of wave to it. And I especially like the hazy wave of the war as well, the that kind of thing. You get this, there's so much odd stuff going through here. Like, you know, it is such a cliche. It's, oh, it's a headphone song, bro. You got it, you know, but this sort of stuff, you know, it's soundscape, it's horror, it, it you know, it's hammer, it's kind of, you know, I think this is like 20s, 30s that Kirk's trying to occupy, but it's that carnival, like, you, you know, the freak show, ghoulish sort of sort of element to it. But, um, yeah, it's really wonderful on its own terms. And, again, there's a great moment, it's, I think it's like 2 minutes 30, where the strings and, and just, it sounds like far off bird song, kind of like, or almost like, um, you know, the kind of, the, the, the trumpet blast that you hear at a faraway army base, like waking them up. And then there's like this sheen of glossy chorus noise on top of it. I mean, there really is so much to appreciate. And I really like, you know, one of the things that, if you listen to the song a few times again, you might have been like, what the hell are you, but I'd say two minutes 39, listen to that sort of sort of point, that's what I got marked out. But I really like the medieval guitar riff, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
Um, again, reminds me a lot of Medieval, which is a classic PS1 game that I'm sure a lot of 90s kids out there will appreciate and maybe older. But there's a level early on where, so, you know, that is kind of classic Kirk, that whole that whole game. It's amazing. Um, I think Danny Elfman maybe did the soundtrack, maybe not. But it's in the mausoleum, essentially, and you see this, like, you know, hunchback, you know, horrible kind of Quasimodo, but kind of skinny guy, the shadow against the stained glass, and he's playing this do 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 It's like, you know, it's that sort of thing. It has that kind of nightmare alley uh, sort of aesthetic there. And Kirk's leads, again, throughout, they they dribble in and out, but in a good way, like, until the end of the song, which you could technically class as the solo, you know, which kind of comes back and recesses for a certain point. Like, there's just loads of good lead lines, uh, you know, and the tone as well, very brittle and snarling, just really cuts through. And Kirk, again, like, with his leads, he occupies that neoclassical space. You know, you can hear those sort of, again, you know, I was... I love playing guitar. I'm a complete amateur at it, but you know, I'm a fan of the instrument, a student to a certain extent, but I am, I am awful, but um, you know, I love it. And one of the ways that I learned, and I'm sure a lot of people out there did as well, uh, tuition DVDs, basically John, Petru- John Petrucci, there's a name, uh, rock discipline from dream theater. That's an iconic one. He has an unbelievable kind of Basquiat style paint splatter guitar as well on that. I really, really like that. But, um, but yeah, in that, sorry, um, loads of arpeggio exercises, right? That kind of, the, the there's something about an arpeggio, uh, and I'm talking le- more in this kind of classical sense. Again, I'm kind of grasping for my glossary here in terms of these sense. Ionian, I think, you know, I don't really know. But there's something about just just that interval going down there that just, I don't know, it, this gothic edifice over here, this grimoire, you know. Uh, it, it, again, I really like the harmonies throughout, really into this tune. It's quite a long tune, you know, it's like seven minutes. And it's not, you know, when it's in, when you're talking guitar, instrumental music, there's so many different types of that. It's like, are you talking, um, you know, like the Aristocrats, who are one of my all-time favorite bands, you know, including that top 10 uh, episode on the instrumental stuff. Like, is it kind of jazz fusion-y, kind of like, you know, wild goose chase kind of thing? Is it more, you know, Joe Satriani, you're riffing and, and, and you're kind of soloing above? Is it more like James Blood Ulmer? Is it like free jazz and, you know, whatever? So in this sense, it's, you know, it kind of has a traditional structure to a certain extent in that it kind of, you know, it lapses and it goes back and forth and it can it can quiet, it can turn. And, but it's quite surprising at times. Like, it's chords will just come out of nowhere and change the direction of the song, which I really like. Like, he doesn't dwell too long on things. Like, that is kind of Het's weakness and his strength. But, you know, sometimes the riffs will just go on a bit too long. You know, we've seen it a lot on 72 Seasons and stuff like that. And you just think, oh, if they only just ended that a bit earlier and it was more of a cameo like you know then it could be a bit more electrifying but if it's kind of getting borrowed into your brain so much it can be and you know here we have that here we just have like cool little riffs cool little lead lines and then just like you know like the 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 big block from mario just kind of comes down and kind of shifts the shifts the cardinal so yeah i i I really really dug this song or dig this song you know i have done i will do i am doing and i like as well that there are there's just there's certain, certain lead line, it sounds very Bohemian Rhapsody to me. I don't know if you guys caught that as well. Um, the way Kirk's solo at the end, I mean, he is one of the ultimate wrenchers of the string, you know what I mean? You know, on that bend, and you can just hear everything in it. And it just, yeah, he, he he just sounds insane on this track. And it I get like Castlevania, like final boss vibes at the end as well, like some sort of elevated stage platform is rising, you know. But yeah, I think this is a, a glorious song. I really like how there's a big riff at the end as well. There's a... Again, kind of, kind of 
Lodi, maybe, you know, I could give it that to a slight extent. But again, I like how here on the final solo, the layering's happen again. You can hear a lot of, oh yeah, this was this bit, this was this bit kind of thing. And again, he's just going to town on top of it, you know. I mean, it's just, it's got such grit to it and it's got such a kind of mad ball kind of energy. And it's spooky as well, which of course, you know, is, is, is probably it's, it, obviously it's original purpose, you know, or one of them certainly. And it, you know, it, 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 it's ideal really as a showcase for Kirk, this kind of arena. And I think he's done it with a plum. I think this sets the EP off terrifically. Um, I'm a huge fan of this tune and I just, yeah, again, I think every, it's just interesting. It doesn't really lose my attention, I must say. And I appreciate, you know, this, this EP is not for everyone. And a lot of people who think, you know, that I think that Seven Two Seasons is good are just, they want the shadows to follow me. You know, I, I do get that. But, uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to kind of run through this song, give some scattered notes uh, and my thoughts on it. It's, it's it's always a little bit weird when I'm doing it myself. This this show, I mean, it, there was a few, there's a few in the Alphabetica catalog, like the first one, two by four, and then I did Saint Anger, which is the only lost Alphabetica episode. For some reason, my fucking host just lost, corrupted the file. That's the only one, and I didn't have a backup or whatever. So if anyone does have that out there, and I think there's a few of us because I was on such a schedule back in the day when I was doing two a week. The, I think there was a few times where someone couldn't show up, or whatever, which is fine, and I'd just do it, you know what I mean? i just like, okay, let's just, you know. So, the point I'm trying to make is, I love having guests, so metallicapod.gmail.com as well. Get in touch with me there, and you can also uh, support us on Patreon if you enjoyed this episode and you want more Portals content right now. Oh, and other stuff as well, because um, it'll be on the, probably be on the YouTube channel shortly, but it's certainly on Patreon. I've started a new video series called The So What Files, where basically I... Um, I go through every issue of Metallica's legendary So What magazine. It's me on screen reacting, that whole type of swag. And it, it's been very fun going back, I must say. And I can't wait to just, there's so many issues to get through. And like, oh, there's so many, so many shitty pieces of artwork as well. So, so yeah, Patreon is there. Uh, what else is there? Twitter, X, Metallica Pod, metallicapod.gmail.com. Pretty sure I've already said that. Uh, iTunes, all that good sort of stuff. So yeah, this has been a blast going back through and just trying something out and, and this is a new audio setup as well let me know what you think i'm still trying to get the kinks out here but new microphone inaugural recording was on portals which feels right feels right for some reason so again guys we'll be back very very soon to tackle the gin oh you'll hear from blake nearly first and then we'll tackle the gin and then uh, and then we'll just go from there and then eventually blacklist and then i don't know i, I, I still need to do like some kind of monster and stuff there's still some like Metallica classics I haven't touched for some reason despite doing like you know whatever uh adverts or I don't think they've ever done that but like people they've sued or no good stuff like the stuff I mentioned before like times they've appeared on other people's records that's a good episode let's leave you with that so um yeah again this has been Tom Alf Metallica until next time